Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 130, episode Enemy AC 130 Above episode. Uh, I'm Trey, joined as always by Tucker, Cam, and Dylan. Promptly on time this week. How are we doing, gentlemen? Living the dream. Having a good one. Let's go. Hopefully a shorter episode tonight. We just had a big, big battle about 4th of July um, list, guys. So tune in for that. We were just screaming at each other. So the energy is already high. Uh, winners and losers, let's get right into it. Dylan, the Sox take, not coming to fruition. They had a great month, 20 and 6. Um, Yankees went 22 and 6 in that month. I think it's the first time that two two teams in the same division had had winning percentages that high in one month. 75%. Yep. So, extremely sad L for you, Dill. I'll give you a little bit of credit. I mean, you called they would have a great month. They did. And, unfortunately, they are not in second place. So, how are you feeling about that? Take? They are in second place. Or they're not in, not four games back, sorry. That's what, so, the good news is they went from last or second to last at the time to second place, first in the wild card in the AL and, like, eighth or ninth in uh, the league right now, and they are uh, how many games above 500 are they right now? Let's work that up. Um, but in any case, the Sox are looking hot. I think the Yankees will fall a little bit at some point. Um, I don't think they're going to fall 12 games uh, enough for the Sox to make a run at it, but I think the Sox are playing at a spot that they're playing now. Uh, they'll be a playoff bound, no doubt about it. So they are currently 43 and 33, which is a pretty good record. I've got something I got something to say about them later, but I'll wait till Wasted Takes. Uh, whole Pods winners, Avs win the cup. We're an Avs podcast, um, and they did it. They beat Tampa Bay. Just hate to see that city taken out. It breaks my heart. Um, anyone else got winners and losers? On the pole. I know you're going to get to that. I didn't need a mug. I was going to get to that. Um, I am taking home the point this week yeah, for no, my take of Roger Goodell is finished because of Dave Portnoy. So I'm, stupid take. I am at 11. Uh, Dylan and Cam at 5. Tucker's at 4. Wait, Scoreboard! Scoreboard! Wait, I want to see how many accounts you got on there. How many did you vote on this week? I voted once. I voted once. We had 10 votes. Um, I, I voted for myself. Yeah, we had 10 votes. Five to me, three to Cam, one to Tucker, one to Dylan. So, uh, 11 points now on the season for me. I'm going for the scoring record. Um, any Anybody else got winners and losers before we move on to takes? I don't think any. Oh uh, yeah, I want to call Trey a loser again for his uh, Nets take. That's, I'm going to yeah. be a weekly reminder. Yeah, it was a loser take. It was not. It was not a crazy take at the time. It was not insane take. Yeah, he and the friends. And everyone, everyone seems to forget what the take actually was. That's fine. I'm, you know, I keep receipts. I remember these things. I said that if the Nets won before the Celtics, that they lost a trade. Hasn't happened. Didn't happen. Uh, the Nets are obviously on a rebuild. Um, so I'd say that the trade's pretty moot at this point. If the if the Celtics win with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, clearly they won it. But if they don't, then I'd say it's a wash. So, but at this point in time, 
they are winning the trade, 100%. Last year, when they got eliminated in the first round and the Nets had two of the best players in the league, maybe not so so even. Um, all right. Ways to take time. Who wants to go? Hold up. I have a quick English question. Um, you said moot? Moot point? Moot point? I thought it was mute point. No, moot. Moot point. Is that is that real? Yeah, is that I think a real so. thing? Uh, Google it. Um, just just I'll living go. under a rock. Sorry, continue. Since mine's Nets related, um, I'll go first. So as we know, uh, 10 years ago, the Nets made the worst trade in NBA history. That just doesn't look right. Where they trade away draft picks that ended up being Colin Sexton, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. For three guys that all left immediately, didn't really play, uh, and didn't really mean anything, and ended up losing all their draft picks the next year. As we know, the Nets have done that again, in the fact that they have traded, they had swap picks for three first round picks, and given up three first round picks for James Harden, who soon after left to go to the. <laughs> Uh, 76ers. And now, KD and Kyrie, I'm announcing, are out of town. I think they're both gone this year. There's no one there. And it's going to be just Ben Simmons, who will probably sit out the season, if we're being honest. <laughs> if he doesn't get what he wants, if he doesn't have superstars around, he's just going to sit out. And the Nets are going to go back to the poverty franchise they are, having no draft picks for the next six years, basically. And they're going to be a top five pick every year. They're going to lose out on number one overalls. It's going to be awful. And I'm going to love every second of it. So what's the official take? The Nets did it again. They already did it, though. Yeah, but I'm... Well, it's Kyrie and Katie are gone. And the Nets are going back to the dumpster fire of a franchise. So, the, so your take is the Nets are going to be bad? And that Kate. Okay. And that That's fine. Other players That's fine. I just, I just seem to remember I, I, a I, I, conversation I earlier. Bad. No, it's that Katie and Kyrie are both leaving the team. Which is all but confirmed. Going to go back to the dumpster fire franchise that they are. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, because basically this takes already come true. Katie asked for a trade today, and there's already reports that Kyrie is on the market as well. Um, so. Kind of a soft take, but I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, they've managed their draft picks poorly is, is the main thing here. They've traded away. They, they thought when you put your future in the hands of a psychopath and a baby back bitch, this is what happens to your franchise. Obviously, these guys weren't going to stick around if things didn't go well. Kyrie is a nut job. If I was Katie, I'd want out too. So, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not uh, surprised that these guys are, are shooting themselves out of town. And uh, I agree with you that uh, they're going to suck because they traded everything away for James Harden all people who was fat so uh dylan i mean this team has been doomed since they came back uh it seems that um they had a bit of a run at it but never were i don't think they were considered were they considered the best team in the league last year uh like, no i don't think I, so i just remember people not not this past but the year before right didn't they make it to yeah they i mean they made uh, it to the conference finals i don't know if they were considered the favorite i'm not sure but the point is is that they tried to build a team using it 
like exhausting all resources. And the team on paper didn't even seem that great. I mean, they had KD, uh, but like you said, Kyrie is. Time out, time out. Did you say this team on paper didn't look that great? James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant didn't seem like a great team deal. No. Because of all the crap that goes on with Kyrie and how you got like three top players on the same team. James Harden has never been on a winning team. He's been one of the most selfish basketball players I've ever seen. That's not true. He's been to multiple Western Conference Finals, but yeah, he hasn't won anything. You just made my point. That's not Dylan. That doesn't make your point. Just because they don't win a championship does not mean they're a bad player. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying he's overrated. He's overrated. Kyrie is overrated. KD is very, very good, but he's also, like Trey said, a baby back fish. This is not a great all time. Put together, yeah, he's a great scorer, but he takes he took ninety five percent of the shots that he was on the Rockets. Even I know that. He also shot an extremely efficient clip. Okay. In any case, I would say that this team has been troubled since the beginning, and I think it's time to say that it's a self induced curse. They're cursed. Cursed. Cursed of Kyrie. Sit, I saw a tweet today that was like, since... Hold on, let me find it. Cam, your reaction to Tucker's take. I agree with it, just because I made the take that Kyrie's going to retire soon. Um, I think at this point, Kyrie doesn't know what he's going to do. I I wouldn't doubt that he leaves. I know KD is already planning on leaving. Um, he's requested trades, and... I can't really blame him because I think Kyrie's the factor. Because Katie went there first, if I'm not mistaken, and then Kyrie came. They went at the like the, they went at like the same time. Yeah, they went together. It's like when Chris Brown and LeBron went to Miami. Yeah, it was like the same time. All right, and I think KD is has played the Kyrie situation pretty well. He's never like bad mouthed him or anything, but at this point. I don't think KD is even ring-chasing, although he did say the Suns is where he wants to go, which I think is like, okay, they were the number one seed and the best record in the league, says something. But I also think at the same time, he needs to get out of Kyrie's general vicinity. In general. Like he, does, he doesn't want to be near the guy. That being said as well, Steve Nash is a terrible coach, and on paper... I don't know who said it or said who said they don't have the best team on paper. On paper, they had the best team. It's not even close. And they weren't able to get it done. That speaks, to, that speaks to coaching. So I think he doesn't like Cash. I don't think he likes Kyrie. And he needs to get out. But I think he's definitely gone. Kyrie should be gone because, I mean, it didn't work out there for obvious reasons. There was problems in the locker room, and I, I 100% agree. I think they're both gone, and I think the Nets are going to go back to just being terrible. They did what the Rams did, but at a bigger, uh, like, they did it more, I guess you could say. Like, they went all in, and they were like, let's win, and then in two seasons, they made the Eastern Conference Finals and lost, and then they lost in the first round to be swept. So I think they are absolutely shocked. Um, I think both of them leave. I like this take a lot. 
Um, I think they're done too. I, I didn't really get to say that, but yeah, I think they're done too. I think Kyrie's gone. Katie's gone. Kyrie's going to the Lakers meet up with Bron Bron. Yep. Um, since Kyrie Irving stepped on lucky the leprechaun two games after that, he got injured for the rest of the playoffs. He was out. The mandate in New York forced him to miss half the season and $20 million. The Celtics swept the nets in the playoffs. Nike didn't renew his contract, and KD asked for a trade. Lucky curse. Shouldn't have stepped on the leprechaun. Quite clearly. I mean, that's like iconography. You don't step on a leprechaun. It's not lucky. Um, All right, who's next? I can go. I have a, a crazy take that I've done way too much. Not so much research, but I, I've looked into a lot of different things to come up with this take. And here we go. So there's a guy, and if any of you know him, let me know. His name is Stan Kronk. Stan Kronky. Stan Kronky. Never now, what I can tell you about Stan Kroenke, he is a businessman, right? He has a lot of ownership in a lot of different sports teams and a lot of different sports in general. One of those teams is the Los Angeles Rams. They just won the Super Bowl. Another one of those teams is the Colorado Avalanche. They just won the Stanley Cup. Another one of those teams is the Colorado Mammoth. They just won the MLS championship or ML, uh, MLL championship lacrosse. He has just won three championships in the past six months, seven months, whatever. No, six. Um, and if you look back at, at all those teams that he owns, they haven't won before that. So I think this guy's on a hot streak. And just to, to name the teams that he owns other than that, it's the Nuggets. And I'm not going to make a take that the Nuggets are going to win the championship next year because they're not. Another team he owns is Arsenal. Which, well, ownership in Arsenal. I'm not going to make a take there either. Um, another team that he owns is... No, I think that's it other than what I mentioned. I'm going to make a gaming take. And I know you guys love Overwatch. Now, okay. he has ownership in esports. Now, you guys can keep track of this more than I can. And I don't know any of these teams or how good they are or who's on them, obviously. And you probably don't either. Yes, we do. Oh, yes, do. we do. Oh, here we go then. I love it. He has ownership in the Los Angeles uh, Los Angeles Gladiators of the Trash franchise. Now I'm gonna say right now, I don't know when the championship is happening. I tried to look it up, I really just could not figure out how that works. Not a lot of press about it. And this this is not gonna be a take that people vote on, and I don't care. That's not what I'm on. I might vote for it. I'm on here for takes that I look up and have some sort of background for I'm going to go ahead and say the next championship that happens in the esports Overwatch League the Los Angeles I cannot pronounce that word Los Angeles Gladiators are going to win it because this guy has won three different championships in the past six months 
and he's on a hot streak. Um, all right, I love this take. I, I love that you tied this in to Overwatch League. Um, Overwatch League is one of the like strangest. I would not have guessed that Kim would have the first Overwatch ways to it's, take. It's it's one of the strangest you, stories because it's I such a good idea. It was such a good idea of having these teams tied into cities. It was kind of the first thing. I think Call of Duty League ended up doing it. But it was so interesting because, like, Robert Kraft owns the Boston team, like the Kraft, Kraft Sports Group. Like, these are big names that own these teams. And, first of all, I hate Stan Crockett. I think he's a scumbag. He screwed over the city of Los- of uh, St. Louis. And he made, like, the taxpayers of L.A., I think, pay for that stadium that they play in. Uh, he refuses to pay any money for his own stadiums. Scumbag. Um, but... The teams are winning. Can't fault them there. The Gladiators are currently second in the the West. Um, They're second in the West right now. Um, They are playing really well. They have seven wins, two losses. Um, I mean, I've watched a decent amount of Overwatch League. I watched it a lot the first year. The Boston team always blows. They're out of it in the West right now. Oh, let's put respect on Dreamcaster. <laughs> Don't give me start on Dreamcaster. Boston's three and six, but LA is. Yeah, it looks like San Fran, who's always good, is yeah. leading it. Uh, yeah, I agree, Cam. They're gonna win it. Um, I hate their team. I think it's boring. They're just kind of like purple lions, kind of dumb. Um, but yeah, I agree. They're second in the. They're second in the West, so it's shaking out. I don't know if you looked up standings, but. I did, but I also couldn't really like keep up how many games they actually play and when the championship's going to be. So I saw that out of the teams that he owns that are going to be playing soon or are currently playing, I I kind of noticed them, and I knew you guys liked Overwatch, so I thought this would be a good one. He also has a Call of Duty team as well. I know you mentioned that. Tucker? Um... Obviously, I don't believe in this take. I'm, I think the San Francisco shock or a wagon right now that can't really be upset. But um, They've already you know, won, I think, a championship for shock. I believe, maybe, I don't know. I've never watched a championship because the uprising have never been in it. Um, but, you know, I personally love this take. Uh, I don't really have any feelings towards Sam Kroenke because I don't care about him. But I like that he owns an Overwatch team. That's pretty cool. Um, so I love this take, but I don't agree. I um, I'm looking at their roster. I don't recognize anybody. Um, I do. I I recognize Shu, Funny Astro, and one more. There's three that I recognize on their roster. Uh, Dylan, Overwatch League. You're muted. That's one. Uh, classic um, villain. Mute guys, right? I mean, Cam, this is this is the type of data uh, searching and information gathering that I like to see. Uh, it's a true testament to you as a man and a wasted taker, the amount of dedication you have to this. An Overwatch League take coming from Cam is fantastic. Um, and I, I, I mean, if this hits, this is, this might be take of the year. I'm all in. I'm going to agree. I, I don't know anything about Overwatch League this year, but 
Los I, Angeles is going to win it. I mean, I love it. Um, looking at Boston's roster, they suck. They don't have anybody I know. Oh. They have Stryker's Valentine. Back. I know Valentine, but that's it. Striker's back, bro. Striker's not on the roster. Yes, he is. He's not on the active roster. I don't know. Oh, well, According he to, was playing week one. That was last time I watched. He probably retired again because nobody wants to play for Boston because they suck. They just fired their manager that they've had since the league was started. So, see ya, Huck. You stink. No, we're on the up, we're on the up and up now, that means. Um... All right, I'll go. Um, I've got a Red Sox take. Now, I don't know if you guys caught the games this past week. Uh, they had a big set in Toronto um, that they needed to perform well in. Dill, do you know what the end of the series was? Did they win the series? Did they lose the series? I know they lost one. They won one. They won the last game in extra innings. It was one to two. Jays won two. Wait, so, no. So the Sox won the series two to one is what you're saying. No, the Jays won. The series 2-1? to one? Yes. Okay. Um, so, the biggest game, I think, was Red Sox up late in the ninth, 5-4. You got Bichette, you got uh, Springer, and you got uh, Vladdy Jr. coming up. They put in who? Robles um, come in. That guy is terrible. Because they didn't have Tanner Houck, who's been their closer this year. The reason they didn't have Tanner Houck is because he is unvaccinated. The reason they didn't have Jaron Duran there is because he is unvaccinated. Um, so Robles comes in because they don't have their closer. This was the seventh time this season that the Sox have been walked off on, by the way. Clearly, they have a problem with closing games out anyways. And when your closer isn't showing up to work, that's going to make it worse. Um, so At least three of those were Robles because there's this one. There's a game that you and I were at, Trey, and then I remember one earlier in the year. It's like yep, one of the first sh- games of the season. You shouldn't have to go to this guy late. They had to because the guy wasn't there because he's unvaccinated. They blow the game. Jays walk it off. Could have been a pivotal game because I'm telling you right now, the season if the season ended right now, I believe, or at least after this game, it would be a three-game set in Toronto for the wild card, Sox and, Sox and Blue Jays. Um, <laughs> the last series of the season – is Sox at Blue Jays. Um, that is the that could be a pivotal series based on the way things are going. Um, the Red Sox last season were the only playoff team to be below 85% vaccination rate. So there's clearly some sort of thing going on in Boston with these guys that they're not getting vaccinated. Now, I get your rights and you you know you you, you don't want to get it, you don't want to get it, but you gotta be a team player. Here's a team that did get vaccinated. They were told we're playing in Toronto next month. We've got a big series up there. We want to win. Two key players on that team were not vaccinated. They played in the series, meaning they got their vaccination. This is the New York Yankees. Anthony Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo and Aaron Judge were not vaccinated. They told them, okay, you're, we're, we got a month till the series. Get it taken care of. Be a team guy. They did it. And they went up there and they took two out of three. Um, so... This is the type of thing that teams need to do if they want to compete and win. Uh, the Yankees obviously having a great year. They're all in. It seems like all the guys have bought in. I think this is incredibly stupid by Tanner Hawk, who is putting his job on the line, if you ask me. I think it's very dumb by Jaron Duran, who's just up and coming. Um, my take is that the Red Sox are going to miss, are going to be, will, will not make it past the wild card round due to vaccination issues. They're going to lose to 
a team because either A, they have to go to Toronto and they can't bring players, or B, they get COVID and these guys are out for an extended period of time because they're not vaccinated. That's the take. Uh, are are yeah, COVID I, rules still a thing? In Canada, they are. I think they're no, I, vaccinated. What? I think they're going to get vaccinated by then. So, I, so okay. Call they need. The fact that if I'm Tanner Hawk right now, I'm coming into the lot like they come back from this. I'm in the locker room. Everyone's pissed at me, as they should be, because I let them down. Like you let your team down. I think that's got to eat at you a bit as an athlete. I hope you're right, Tuck. But my point, counterpoint there is, why not just be in these reg- – that's basically saying regular season doesn't matter. I'll get it done for the playoffs. No, you know? I'm saying that I think this particular situation, like they, I think they get vaccinated. I think they should get vaccinated over the weekend. Like I think this should be like a wake-up call to the point where they're like, all right, I'm going to get vaccinated now. I hope so, Tucker. I hope you're right. And I think if they're not willing to get vaccinated, they're a liability, send them to Worcester. Be like, you can live up your free life down there. You don't have to worry about anything. Go to Worcester mm-hmm. and bring and find somebody else because you can't rely on these people that cannot show up for key games like that. Yeah, no, I got no problem with that, honestly. I mean, yeah. Jalen Brunson to the Knicks. Is an important theory, but, uh, you know. Jalen Brunson to the Knicks. Does anybody care about that? Nope. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't think the Knicks are going to be good still. I don't know. They throw money around like they are. Um, Dylan. Yeah, but they throw money at um, Julius Randle. Who you said was the best player in the league last year, didn't you? Did you have a take oh, like that? Oh, I actually said quite the opposite. I said That's Zion. What it was. I was saying that Zion is way better than Julius Randle. That's what it was. Uh, Dill. Your yeah, thoughts I was on him. I thought he was overrated last year, and then they gave him a supermax. Your thoughts played... on the uh, Sox shooting themselves in the foot? Um, I mean, I don't think Jared Durant being there makes that much of a difference. I agree. I think Tanner Houck is the more important thing, especially because his bullpen yeah, is dog puke. Jared Durant, I'm a rookie. You think I'm going to be like, hey, coach, I don't want to go to these games because I don't want to get back safe. Nope, I'm a rookie in the MLB. I'm doing whatever I can to be in the lineup every single day. Putting life-changing amount of money on the line over a shot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was this. It was a similar situation for me too. Like I was basically told I couldn't go to work on Monday if I didn't. So I was like, well, kind of at the end of the line. So then I, so then I did it. So I mean. I, I'm just saying these are these are professional athletes, right? I'm not saying professional athletes making millions. Yeah, of dollars. if you're if you're an average Joe, like it's it's a little bit less of a team decision than it is if you're competing at the highest level of sport. I think that should be a team mandated thing. I think teams should say you're getting vaccinated or we're sending you we're sending you home. We'll keep you on the roster, we'll put you on the the injured list, and you'll sit the rest of the season and you'll miss out on money. That's where that's where I take problem with this is that these are professional athletes being paid. And they're putting these opportunities on the line for what? I mean, I, I, the, the thing is, I think it's stupid that the the rules in Canada, but obviously you can't change it. Yeah, it's regardless of that. It's that but, them's the rules. Yeah, you can't change it. And you know what? You tell me to get anything. And it's like, hey, you're an MLB player. you got to get this shot. And I'm like, well, what's the shot? They'd be like, don't fucking worry about it. I'd be like, fair enough. 
Give me the shot. And these guys are shooting ster- steroids in their ass all the time. Like, And this is where they draw the line. They're pumping them with steroids and pumping them with painkillers in their arms. And this is, no, 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 draw the line right there. You're already, and you got a fucking, um, a big old lip in. You're getting throat cancer anyway. So, like, come on. Let's be, let's be serious here. But, sorry. Go ahead, Dill. Do you think it's going to cost them any wins or, or at the end of the season? Well, I think it already cost them potentially one. Um, the series at the end of the season will be something to behold if this is a problem. That'll be insane if they don't take um, care of it by then. But to me, I just think it's stupid to begin with. So that's why I'm just like, well, it's this is stupid. So I don't, I don't give I any. That you think like, but at the end of the day, if it's the rule, it's the rule, and I'm like, yep, fair enough. I, that's a dumb rule. Don't like the rule. But I'm also just dealing with it. I'm not just going to be like, well, then I'm not going to do it. Outside of outside of whether you think people should have to get vaccinated or not, this is stupid of Red Sox players to be costing their team. In, in terms of baseball, this is stupid for them to be doing. Yeah, obviously in terms of baseball. But that's – I mean they're people, so they do what they want in these regards. So I can't really say – I can. Yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you have to do your job, and this is part of your job, and you'll be fine. Um, Cam, I, I mentioned the Yankees. They all got vaccinated in, in anticipation of winning. They Clearly, they're bought in this season. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the Sox? Not really. I don't know much about who is vaccinated and who's not. And when I don't – like, is there a deadline? No, you you can just not get vaccinated. You just can't play in Canada. Oh, yeah. So I mean, you can agree with it or not, but that's the rule, and they can they cannot play there until they're vaccinated. Oh, so what's the big deal? You're saying that they're going to play the Rays in the playoffs? No, no, Blue Jays, Jays. That's what I meant. I meant Jays. They're going to not because because they're going to be missing their. If this if this continues, they'll be missing their leadoff hitter and their closer, two important hey, spots. Hey, the same thing I'm happened with the Yankees, where there was a few players that Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo were unvaccinated, and so when they went up to Canada, they're like, "Get your vaccinations," and so they got vaccinated and just went. How many more times did they play in Toronto, though? Like four more times in this. Season? I don't know, but I know the season ends in Toronto. There's a three-game set in Toronto to end the season. Gotcha. Which could be huge. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, that's not true. They played they played a three-game set in Toronto. That's the only – that's the last time they played in Toronto. And then after that, they played Tampa Bay at home for three. Okay. Well, still, that could be but huge because Tampa Bay – because you and Toronto are neck and neck. Like, that that could be a huge – Okay. So, so the take is – they are not going. They're going to be a wild card team unless they somehow the Yankees choke. They're they going to be a wild card do. team. Yes, they're going to be a wild card team. They're either going to miss out on the wild card. It's going to end their season. I'm saying so. They're either going to a miss out on the wild card or b they're going to um, lose in Toronto in a three game wild card set because of this very issue. Got it. Okay. Um, who are the players that haven't gotten it? Tanner Houck, the closer, and Jaron Duran, their leadoff hitter. That's it? Yes. Ah, uh, that's stupid. Nope, they don't matter. 
I think they're fine. They um, Cam, you missed the first part of the take. They blew a game in the ninth because they didn't have a closer last week, this week. Yeah, one game. Doesn't matter. They'll have a closer for the wild card game. They'll have another it was one the rubber. The they could have. It was the rubber match. They could have swept, took the series, and but all right. But I disagree. That's okay. All. And the Yankees, the Yankees just do what they're told because they get paid a lot of money. They I mean, the Red Sox have, do too. Haven't had any. Tanner Houck and and Jared Durant don't get. They're paid on a lot rookie of money. contracts. Yeah, but that's, that's the crazy thing. That's the crazy thing, though. Million in contracts in the future. That, that that's the crazy thing. They're on rookie contracts. They're they're trying to earn generational wealth, and they're they're willy nilly about their career like this. It's insane. This is not this is not a big Bananas. issue to getting paid though. It yeah. could be. It could be. It won't. It won't. You don't be. think you could make extra well, money if you go into the playoffs against? Oh, this guy is not a team player. If he I goes mean, into the playoffs and shuts out the Jays, that's that's incentive to pay him. People aren't going to look at this and say you're not a team player. I wa- there's I no just, way. I literally look at this and I'm like, wow, you're not a team. Not, I, not, if not if not this continues, I trade his ass. I'd be like, see ya. You're not even that good. We'll find someone else. It's just it's 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 stupid. All right, let next take. Somebody else go All before right. we get political. Um, I'm a I'm. Going on a Yankees take, uh, following up on Trey's Sox take. Uh, so the Yankees are 56 and 20 right now, I believe. They went 22 like, and 6 last month. That's all I know. Yeah, they're 56 and 20, which is the best record of baseball by far. Um, I don't believe there's. Many other teams that have been had this type of record before. Um, the Mariners had, were fifty six and twenty. The Yankees in 19, 1998 fifty six and twenty. The Yankees in nineteen twenty eight and other teams in like nineteen hundred and two. So, uh, not many people, not many teams have been at this level uh, before. It's actually wild to me that they're doing in this era with how dynamic a lot of teams are. And it's not just like one team's a powerhouse. But um, the most wins in a single season by any team is 116. The Yankees are on pace to win well over 116 games. The take is that the Yankees will not keep keep steam like they are now, and they will win 115 games and miss out at the end of the season, and then they're going to get bounced first round of the playoffs. That's it. I go first. Yeah. So this is exactly what I'm worried about, and I'm not going to say not. Nah, disagree this is a terrible take just because i've seen years past where we always looked promising never this promising for sure but i'm also not going to jinx it um what i will say is i will be completely satisfied with 115 wins (laughs) however the second part of that i i agree with just because i don't know actually what our longest losing streak is i want to say maybe maybe three games um but 
I just don't see this team really blowing anything, especially if they have 115 points. That means that they still played pretty well throughout the rest of the season. Um, so they're what, 56 and 21 right now? That's 20. In games, you play 162, right, Bill? Uh-huh. They're on pace. Did you, did you, yeah, did you do the math? What does the math come out to for if they continue at, what is it, 7.73 winning percentage? They'll win 118 games. So you're saying that they're only going to win 115, but you're also saying that they're going to, if you said they're going to choke? So the take is, there's going to be a lot of a lot of talk about the Yankees being the best team in the league, which they are. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be a lot of talk about them having this opportunity to beat the most wins record of 116. Correct. They're going to fall short at 115. Um, and I'm going to say it's going to be some sort of like they only need to win like two more games out of their next six. And then they don't. If they end with 115, they go into the playoffs, and they lose first round. Okay. So the first part of that take, I don't mind at all. I would be totally satisfied. Oh, of course. That's 115. Best but yeah, what I'm saying, 2002 or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they win 115, there's not a point in the rest of the regular season where they went downhill unless they win like 80 straight and then lose the rest of them. And in that case, I guess, yeah, they, they went downhill. But I think as long as they keep it consistent going into the playoffs, there's no possible way that they lose the first series. That being said, I'm not going to say they're winning the World Series this year. As I've talked about on this show before, we've had a lot of up seasons where we thought we were going to be really good, and then we didn't make it happen. So I'm not going to say anything like that, but I disagree with your take, though. The last time the Yankees were 56-20 and 20 was 1998, and they won the World Series. Fun fact. Um, I like this take, Dill. I do think, like I just said, I this Yankees team feels different to me. They feel... Like, they aren't really having cold stretches yet. They are all bought in, like I said. They are a wagon, frankly. They're pulling out late games. They're, they feel kind of, to me, like it felt like watching the 2018 Sox just, te- just head and shoulders above everyone. Um, it being the Yankees, I won't be surprised even if they hit the wins record, that they bow out in the playoffs. Maybe not the first round, but if they bow, it would not shock me at all because that's just what happens to the Yankees now. If this does happen, if they do fall short, 100%, they are going to get in their own heads and they will be knocked out in the first round. Uh, I like this take. Tuck, have you touched on it yet? I'm sorry, I was in the bathroom. Uh, I have not. And I also like this take. Uh, I always into the Yankees. I, I feel like they're always a good regular season team. They have all the hype around them. And this year, they even have more hype around them, which I feel like will lead to an even bigger fail in the end. 
um, you know, I kind of almost like when the Yankees are good in the regular season because I like it to be championship or bust mentality from Yankees fans. Just because then, no matter what happens, as long as they lose eventually, the whole season's a failure. So, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if it's going to be the first round, but I don't believe they're going to win the World Series. All right. Um, let's move on. So, obviously, the biggest story from this week, the Avalanche secure their victory, uh, winning their first cup since when? Does anybody know? The 90s, maybe? I think they've won before. Cool. Anyways, um, I didn't tune into the series at all. I know that a guy lost a skate blade at the end of the game. That sucks. Um, Happens. I I watched them carry around the cup a little bit. That's always cool. Best trophy in sports. But, I mean, I really don't have much to say on the NHL. I've been paying attention to the Bruins coaching search. Um, There's a couple guys that they're talking about. Couldn't tell you their names right now. Um, but, I mean, congrats to the Avs. Like I said, cool team. I picked them as soon as the, as soon as the Bruins got knocked out. They were they were the team I chose to win it. So, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Uh, oh, so they won in 96, 97, and 2000, 2001. So, I mean, pretty big pretty big gap in, in uh, championships there, but they get it done. Uh, Tucker, you got anything on it? Um, I can't name a sing. I just realized I can't name a single non-Bruins player in the entire NHL. Ovechkin, Crosby. Oh, oh yeah, Connor McDavid. Okay, I can yeah. name a couple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Joe Boyd. He's former Bruin. Former Bruin. Single shit about this. I do not watch hockey. Did not tune in for a single second of this game, except it was on Patrick's <laughs> a couple times, and I glance at the screen. Um, until this moment, I wasn't sure who won the series. <laughs> Tucker, not a hockey guy. Good, good analysis. Tucker, <laughs> Tucker, a Bruins fan for approximately three weeks until I, they blow with the playoffs. Yeah, no, I like playoffs come around and I'm like, you know what? This is kind of cool. And I'll watch the Bruins for like a week. And it's honestly the kiss of death for the Bruins. Cause as soon as I start watching every year, it's right as they I touched the cup the year that they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. I did do that. Um, Cam, you got anything on it? No. I actually really thought the Lightning were going to win. But I'm glad they didn't. I don't have really much else. I have family in Colorado. They were pretty happy. But, yeah, that's about it. Like you said, Tucker, I don't really watch hockey. I don't know many players outside of, honestly, the Bruins for sure is the most players I know. Um, and then after that, Ovechkin, Crosby, Joe Thornton, Panthers, uh, Patrick Kane, P.K. Subban, is he still out there? Yeah. Um, something Simmons. I think there's a Simmons somewhere. Wayne Simmons, one of the only black players. Yeah, that's You've yeah. named two out of like the only four black players. Yep. And I, oh, uh, McDavid. McDavid. Of course. Oh, uh, Steven Stamkos. Stammer Hammer. Yep. I'd be interested to see how many I can name. I know quite a few. Uh, Dill, you're the hockey guy. Did you watch any of the series? Do you care? Colorado. I, I mean, I did a little bit. Um, I'd say that. This is good for hockey. 
to not have Tampa Bay win three years in a row. Um, Colorado was by far the better team. Um, I think everybody knew that even going into the series. Um, then they showed it. Um, I, 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 I feel happy for the Colorado team because there's guys on that team that they have been on that team since the beginning. Landis Cog has been on that team since the beginning of his career. Um, I'm drawing a blank, but there's two other guys that have been there forever. They're goalie. God dang it. You're putting me on the spot and I'm blowing it, but I've, 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 I've always liked the Avalanche. Well, you could say um, any name in the world. And no one would have known on this podcast. <laughs> um, so, but I'm happy for them, and I think uh, I think they're still, they're going to be a good team next year too. Another, you know, they're going to have another run at it for sure, is my guess. Um, but it was a good series. I mean, there's nothing else crazy going on. It wasn't dirty, you know. Sometimes the series get dirty. This one wasn't dirty. Um, and like you said, Trey best uh, trophy in sports by far. It's always fun watching the guys skate around holding the cup above the head. So, I had a quick question about the trophy. So they engraved the whole roster and the team on the trophy? Yes. When did they start doing that and how did they keep it going? Is one day the trophy going to be 15 feet tall? In like 200 so, years. So it's made out of sections and they're removable. So they rem- they can remove, you know, they see the rivets on it, how it's got like rings on it. They keep adding. Yeah, there's like three on the bottom. They keep adding teams to the big fat ones, I believe. And then once they fill up a big fat one, then they put it somewhere and they put on a new big fat one. And fill it, fill it up. So they don't get to keep the trophy then, or they get a separate one. You get it for a year. You get to every yeah. They get to keep it for the year. There's actually a guy who's uh, paid by the NHL. He's got like a bull cut committee or whatever, and he is the trophy guy. He wears white gloves and a suit and carries around the trophy all day. Three hundred sixty-five days a year. He's with the trophy. He takes care of the trophy. That's his job. And each player uh, each player on the winning team gets an opportunity to bring it back to their hometown for a day. Like, I think Landis Gog, yes, the other day, uh, there was, like, a picture of him just sleeping with it bare-ass naked in his bed. Just, like, woke up in the morning, just balls out. There's a picture of Cro- of uh, Vetchkin like that, too, I think. And a picture of me and Trey sleeping with a uh, helmet on football, too. So, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but dudes eat, like, they eat, like, fruit loops out of it, stuff like that. They take it home, and they just hang out with Put it. Put babies in it. So is there any other sport that does anything like that? No. no. It's so I much better than every other trophy. It's so much better. <laughs> I'll admit that it's the first. What's great about it is it's the same trophy. I like it. It's one. You have to earn right. it, and you get to keep it for a year, and then you got to you got to win to keep it. Yeah. Um... All right, let's move on. Do let's do KD talk. So KD asked for a trade today from the Nets. The KD Kyrie era is over. It ends with one playoff series win. 
Um, obviously, they brought in Harden. They played like 16 games together. Got rid of him for Simmons, who never played with KD and Kyrie. Could Never going to know what that's going to look like. Um, so KD wants out. Kyrie just opted in earlier this week. But now, obviously, it's rumored that he's going to get moved as well. Where do you think KD is going to go? Where do you think Kyrie is going to go? Uh, Tucker, we know you think this is the end of the Nets. Um, and we all agree with you. But what, where do we think for these players? Um, KD, I think, is going to go to a competitor because that's what he does. He latches on to the best team available and lets them carry him to a championship. I still He's think, like a sucker fish. Exactly. I still make the take that he um, will not win alone. He should go somewhere that doesn't have superstars and prove himself. That's what he should do. He won't. He will go to the Suns or the Heat. I'll tell you right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna say he goes to the Heat. I think the Heat. If the Heat land him, they're gonna be really really tough to stop. There's Bam. no way he goes to the Heat. I that's the second team that's rumored. It's Suns Heat, and no they're way. on his list. Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, and Kevin Durant would be nuts. So good. Um, the Heat obviously already gave you know the Eastern Conference troubles the past couple of years. Taken to been to the finals, been to the Eastern Conference finals. They're a good team already. They play hard. They have good coaching. I respect the Heat a lot. Um, but if they add KD, oh, that's going to be nuts. Kyrie is going back to L.A. to play for LeBron. It's so funny. It, this whole Kyrie saga started in Cleveland because he was a little brother to LeBron and he wanted to prove he was the man. He talked crap about LeBron. He left for Boston. He gets to Boston, realizes it ain't too easy. Makes amends with LeBron. Teams up with KD. Clearly, he needs someone to help him. Goes there. KD realizes this guy's a psycho. And I give LeBron credit for putting up with his ass for a few years in Cleveland. Um, and now Kyrie is going to go back to L.A., home to daddy, and play with um, play with LeBron. There's also rumors out there that the Lakers have said that they are preparing some sort of package to get both of them. And that would make me hate basketball. If it was LeBron, KD, and Kyrie, insufferable on the Lakers. So Westbrook and Anthony Davis. Well, they would probably deal Westbrook and maybe would have to deal Davis too. Um, there's no way they could pull this off without trading at least oh, one of those pieces. Yeah, they have two of the top five, like top three highest. Westbrook just, Westbrook just said he's he's coming back. He's, I, think, I don't know if he's signed. doesn't mean if they don't trade him, they could trade him. Is he for no trade clause though? No chance he has a no trade clause. Uh, there's like all these players like Harden, Westbrook, these guys don't have those because they just want to keep moving around if they don't win a championship. Yeah. I um I got KD to Miami, Kyrie to LA. Uh if they both go to LA, I will commit acts of arson. Uh Tucker, where do you think they're going? Um, Tucker, what, or Trey, what will you be burning? I don't want to talk about it. We'll figure it out. You'll see it on to, the news. To the ground. Um, the Crypto Center, I think it's called. Kyrie is going to the Crypto Center. Lakers. Um, as for KD, I don't think he fits in Miami. I I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like they're so hard-nosed in that. Like, such a hard-nosed basketball team. Like, I don't, I just like I like the Heat, 
and I just think that their whole vibe is not Kevin Durant. And it just doesn't feel like Kevin Durant's a fit there. The Suns feels like the exact fit that Kevin Durant would want to be in. So I definitely see that being the number one for me. Uh, Dylan, where, do you, where are they going? Uh, I also see the Suns for KD because LeBron already did Miami. They, these, I feel like these basketball players are the, the, the best of the best. They're so pretentious about what like level of status they have that they don't... I wouldn't imagine... Or Sorry, I would imagine KD would rather go to a team that's been not very good and bring them to a championship like the Suns as opposed to Miami, which someone already did that at that place. So, honestly, I think that's a driving factor, which is, I mean, it is what it is. Basketball is one of those sports where, um, like, one guy really dictates the whole roster, so you don't want to, like, follow in somebody's, or dictates their championship like potential championship run so like they don't want to be in the following the shoes of another guy I feel so I don't see Miami I think the Suns make sense Trey like you said earlier because Katie seems to follow the teams that are at the top but maybe need something else to bring them over the edge so that is that's my first there. And then, like I said earlier, um, Kyrie to the Lakers is basically a lock. I don't think this man can play anywhere else besides next to LeBron. <laughs> I'm a little sad that they're both leaving the Nets because it was so fun to hate the Nets. And now I don't care about them at all. Like, they're going to be bad. <coughs> ben Simmons yeah, is going to be fun to make fun of. It'll be fun to make fun of Ben, ben Simmons. But now, like, we don't have a... I mean, if Kyrie goes to the Lakers, like there's no way Ben Simmons just plays it out with the Nets. He was he posted a picture today that the Nets tweeted out like right before the news of Kevin Durant of him and the, him like being like Jim Grind. And I saw a tweet that was KD saw this and packed up his locker. <laughs> um, but if if, if Kyrie uh, goes to the Lakers, that's going to be fun because LeBron and Kyrie on the Boston tip like the Celtics' biggest rival. Oh, the hatred. Uh, feed it to me. Only problem is um, they only play twice a year. The thing about uh, both of them leaving to the Suns and Lakers is they, they they get out of the East. I mean that just I mean that opens the door even more open. That's probably why KD won't go. He'll probably stay in the East because it'll be easier. <laughs> well, then if he stays in the East, where he won't have to be go Golden State of Miami. I don't know. He should go to like Detroit. He should go to Orlando. He should go to one of these cruddy teams. Kyle Beckerho did post a tweet about him and uh, posted something about him and uh, KD in the Orlando Magic jerseys. Today. Yeah, who's, perfect. Who's the next best team out of Celtics? Philly. Philly. Probably. Yeah. He could go oh, to Philly. Probably. Washington. Oh, the Bucks. He's not going to go to the Bucks. There's no way. No, because he had to be a number two. Exactly. Maybe the Bucks. Maybe the no chance. No. Oh my God! Though, if he goes to the Heat, there will be a murder between him and Jimmy Butler. One of them will kill each other. It'll be awesome. Um, because Jimmy doesn't take no shit, and KD 
is not gonna not gonna put up with Jimmy. Um, so that'll be funny. Uh, Cam, obviously your heat implicated in some of the talks. Um, what do you think? Where are these guys going? All right, so I'm first going to touch on the Kyrie that I agree with. I think the Lakers is probably the best option for him. And it actually goes along with my take that he's going to retire because I think he goes to the Lakers, joins up with LeBron, and then LeBron's probably going to retire with him too. And they, if they don't win a championship, he's like, okay, if I can't do it with LeBron again, I can't do it at all. So they're both done. So I agree. I think that's the best spot for him. Um the KD talk. Now, Dylan, I'll touch on what you said. I completely disagree. I think what you said is the exact opposite. Most people, maybe not even most people, don't want to go somewhere that's already been done, like LeBron went to the Heat, and they won two rings. They did very well. But KD, reminder, went to the uh, Warriors after they had already won one. So... He, I don't think he cares about that too much. He saw I'll, re- I'll rebut this in a sec when you're done. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't see it as a problem for KD that someone else has already been there and, and won. I see it more as, like you said, he wants to go to a team that's really on the edge. And I, I do think that he's a good option, honestly. Uh, I, I think the Suns are good as well. The only thing is, there's a lot of people on the Suns that are already very good. Chris Paul, obviously. Uh, Devin Booker. DeAndre Aiken's getting a lot better. And then they have some uh, secondary players that are good as well. But KD tweeted, wing is the... I forgot what he said. It's all about the wing or something in the NBA. Um, so I think... The Heat would be a good option. Um, we have Bam. We have Jimmy. We have Tyler, who's sixth man of the year. He does well. But you're right. He's We're missing that one piece that could really set us over the edge. And I think KD would do well. And I actually disagree with you, Trey. Um, you said that he would butt heads with Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy Butler is, is relatively soft-spoken, really. Uh, I think he just, no, listen, I think he leaves it all on the floor. He doesn't really say much, to be honest with you. Did you not hear he about the time he tried to fight the entire Timberwolves Eric roster? Spolster. Yeah. And no, he, all, yeah, he also screamed at Eric Sp- He tried to fight oh, the entire Timberwolves roster yeah, but in practice. Cam, Cam, is, Cam is saying on the court he's a menace, but outside. No, but that's not true. He went he's with Timberwolves practice. At a practice, but, tried to fight the entire team that he was on. Listen, his own team. He is a nut job, yeah, Cam. Okay. He's a crazy no, person. No, you are he's crazy. Michael Jordan's son. He's got that dog in him. No, he's not a nut job. He is a leader. And he's a competitor. He's a nut he job. Doesn't take anything. I no, Michael Jordan. It doesn't mean he's not a nut job. No, the Timberwolves team that he was on, that he yelled at, had nobody on that team that knew how to play basketball out of the level that Tom, he, Andrew Wiggins and D'Angelo Russell are nobody. No, nobody on that team that knew how to play basketball at that level and were experienced enough. And that's why that he butted head with them. I think KD would have no problem. Because, listen, he played with Draymond Green. And Draymond Green is the biggest 
in in the league, and you guys have said it yourself. I don't think KD is the problem. I think the problem this year was that he was playing Kyrie. He was on a team that was getting a lot of hate, and it got in his head. But that he is a very well run organization with Pat Riley, and I don't think there would be a problem. Um, I think that's a good good idea. And Ben, when he guest hosted that one time, did say Giannis was going to go to the Heat. And Giannis wanted to stay, so that's the reason why he didn't. But in this case, KD wants to leave. I would not see it as an impossibility that he goes to the Heat. That being said, Kyrie, on the other hand, they already said, we will not get rid of Hero, Bam, or Jimmy in any sort of trade for Kyrie. Is it the same for KD? I don't know. But I don't see it as an impossibility, and I also don't hate it. I mean, Jimmy Butler is insane. He's an insane person. He's great at basketball. Great player. Insane. He does seem, he he does seem a yeah, little no, he's a nut. Nut job. Tried to kill Eric Spolster. <laughs> Wrong. Cam, what I, what I wanted to say oh, about your thoughts on my thoughts is that my thoughts on your thoughts that were on my thoughts is uh, you think that KD um, – would be okay in Miami um, because he uh, like has done it before, like because he went to the Warriors. My whole thing is that uh, when he went to the Warriors, hadn't the Warriors already won championships? Didn't they win the year before? That's what I said. Right. So when it when he joined. The Warriors, they were already a well-established team. It wasn't like building from the ground up. Now, I know the Heat are a well-established team, and it's not like he's building them from the ground up either. But they haven't won a championship in quite some time. So he's like bringing a championship to Miami, kind of like uh, LeBron ended up doing when they when he went and, and other pieces were added. So your brain's in a pretzel here, because what are you saying? He went to the Warriors, who had won a championship, and then he went there because he wanted a championship, but then he went to the Nets, who had absolutely nobody, and wanted to build it from the ground up. Right. So that's two different scenarios. Where and said, oops, that's too hard. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, is I think, he, I think he doesn't want to do the Warrior thing again. Why would he not want to do that when he's getting older? And he just went to a team that he tried to build, and it went disastrously wrong. I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I mean, I get what you're saying. I just think basketball players don't like to follow in the shoes of other people. So I think he would be following in the shoes of of LeBron if he brought a championship to Miami. He's the biggest coward in the league, though. He's a, such a coward. But no other. I mean, a loser. No, I, I, I mean, I tend to agree with Cam. I think he's going to go where he has the best opportunity to win. That's where he's going to go, where he does not have to be the man every night. And you guys gave me a bunch of flack for this take that I had. No, I agree with you, Trey, too. I, and I he'll never win another championship just because he's soft. No, Tucker and Cam gave me flack for it. Um, all right, let's move on to the list, guys. Big weekend coming up, 4th of July weekend. Um we have – I advocated for a president's list. I advocated for an American victories and battle list. 
the guys don't want to get historical. They don't know anything about history. Cam said he couldn't name five presidents. It's a real, real disappointment to me. Um, so we're doing 4th of July activities. Boring. But that's what we're going to do. 4th of July activities. Last year, we had a heated debate over the most American song. Tucker refused to even put this the national anthem on his list. Thought it was, Not a good song. Sorry. It's just the most American was the, was the list. Is the list what? No, the be- list was best, best American song. Best American songs. It's not a good song. It can it can be super Slash. American. It's just not a good song. It's a banger. Um, but hopefully this never, year. I asked the guys how many times they listen to the national anthems, like on their iPhone. No one's listened to it. No one's listened to it. I looked at everyone's uh, Spotify list for top songs of the year. I did not see one person have the national. I don't. Anthem I don't use record. Spotify. Tucker, it was best American songs, not best songs. Best American songs, yes. It's an American song. We're getting into the debate People that we had a year ago. Song. It's not a good song, though. It's not, it's not on my list for best American Tucker hates the national anthem, no, is all it boils it's, down to. Yeah, no, I said it's a shitty song. Yeah, he hates the national anthem. That's all yeah, you no, need to know. Uh, it's not that great of a song. He just hates it. That's all you need to know. All right. Uh, Fourth of July it's activities. An anthem, not a song. Number five, I've yeah, got. Exactly. See, right. Shouldn't have even been on anyone's list. Number an five, I've got cookouts. Now, Fourth of July, usually it's nice. Last year it wasn't. Praying this year, it's supposed to be like eighty-five and sunny. Please God. Um, outside, brewing it up with the boys. You know, celebrating America, listening to good tunes. You need to refuel, and what's better than the most American foods of hot dogs and hamburgers? Slap them on the grill. They're done in minutes. You don't have to worry about it. You, you know, you got all the, the condiments for people who like that sort of thing. Me, I put the best condiment cheese on there. Um, <laughs> um, but the, <laughs> the, the smell of the grill, it's it's American. Uh, so my, my uh, number and, and the cookout can be the party itself. The whole thing could be based around, you know, the cookout. So uh, my number five is cookout. Tucker? Number five for me is also cookout. Fun fact. Uh, with everything Trey said, I mean, it's great. You know, you're on a boat or doing whatever all day. You're in the sun all day, and then someone's grilling it up. Being grill master is always a pleasure, but just getting the food at a cookout is just always the best. I love it. Cameron. My number five is going to be concert um more specifically just because fourth of july growing up was always at tanglewood and james taylor always had the fourth of july concert so that was a uh, nostalgic one for me and i don't think i've ever been to a different concert other than james taylor now that i think about it but uh yeah it was always a fun time sit out on the lawn dressing your red white and blue Listening to James Taylor um, concert. Uh, Dylan, number five. Uh, number five for me, I'm switching gears. I'm going to say um, wearing red, white, and blue. You know, it's Fourth uh, of July. You got to wear red, bright, red, white, and blue. It's not something that, I mean, you can wear red, white, and blue on a normal basis. I guess, but, you know, seeing everybody out in their garb, uh, you know, I got some 
Berkshire Americans baseball at this point vintage uh, jerseys that I wear or, or t-shirts. Um, you know, you got your glasses that have sparkles on them and whatnot from Fourth of July. I don't know. Just dressing up for the Fourth of July to me is something I enjoy more than any other dressing up holiday outside of like Halloween, I guess. But yep, I almost put that on my list. Still, it's an honorable mention for me dressing in the red, white, and blue. Wait till you see my outfit this year. Fire. Um, okay, my number four is gonna be the classic fireworks. Um, whether you're watching them. We're setting them off. Fireworks are always a good time. Watch some fireworks last weekend for a 4th of July celebration in Braintree. They do it a week before the 4th of July, which I think is genius. Because then you celebrate there, and then you can go and celebrate somewhere else. Um, when we were young, Pete, uh, our grandfather, Tucker and I, grandfather, fathers, would go buy fireworks in New Hampshire, bring them down, set them off in the backyard. A couple times they tipped on us, fired right at us. Never, Nothing more electric ever in my life happened. Felt like I was in a war zone. It was awesome. I remember diving under a truck. It was so cool. Um, it was my truck. Yep. I remember it. I cut my knee setting off fireworks. We used to put it on like a shard of glass to set them off, like a flat surface was a shard of glass. Cut my knee, still have the scar from the 4th of July. Um, super Battle fun. Wound. Super fun to fire off. Unfortunately, it's low on my list because you don't get to do it very often. Being illegal here in Massachusetts, which is a bullcrap law. Um, but yeah, fireworks, nothing more American than fireworks on the 4th of July. Got to be my number four. Uh, Tucker. Um, my number four is drinking with the boys. Um, you know, it's one of the best times where you get everyone together. You know, you get on a boat, you get somewhere, you group up, you go drinking. It's always a good time. Everyone's having a blast. Everyone's at the same mindset. It's just a blast. And it's just such good energy. Uh, Cameron. Number four, I have parades. Um, parades don't come along too often. and Well, if you live in Boston. Huh? If you live in Boston, they kind of do. Huh. Um, I don't know. I just remember growing up small town, and we always had... Uh, the parades to look forward to, whether we were in them or sports or whatever, or just watching them, having people throw candy at us. Uh, there was always some sort of after event where you meet up with all the boys, go, uh, I don't know, romping around the, the neighborhood, meeting up with some girls. Um, I don't know. It was always a good time. Didn't come around too often. So parades number four. Uh, I'm watching the parade with a band. So... I never did the parades. I marched. I marched. I marched in the Fourth of July parade in Pittsfield probably six or seven times. Um, Dylan wearing a nice kilt that one time. I wore a kilt a couple times. Yeah, it was hotter um, than hell. The last time I did it, I had to poop so bad. I was with I was with the Unico of, of Pittsfield, and I was walking down the hill, uh, past the hospital towards Wakona Park. When I hit that hill, I was like, uh oh, and I had to just grit it out the rest of the way. Got to the bathrooms of Kona Park just in time. Dell number four. <laughs> That's an unbelievable story. Um, number four for me, I think I'm going to also go with you, Tram, going fireworks. 
Um, I like fireworks. I don't get crazy excited for them as like some people do, but they're always fun. They're loud. They're cool colors, although I'm not much of a color guy, so that might be hampering my uh, ability to score this like normal people would. But, um, you know, it's like, oh, go to the baseball game, go to the Suns game. They got fireworks tonight. Eh, that might be a selling point. Or, you know, they do them at Tanglewood, too, at, uh, all, all weekend. But just in general, fireworks are fun. Remember I went to, as a quick side note, I went to uh, Valley Cats uh, sing, single-A baseball game. I believe it was single-A at the time uh, in Troy. I think I was like 12 years old. They must have had fireworks stockpiled and like not set off for some reason. Like maybe it was like rainy or something because there was a fireworks show on 4th of July one year for about an hour and 15 minutes. And it was the most unreal thing I've ever seen in my life. And it never ended. I thought there was like seven finales. People started leaving and then coming back. It was nuts. I, um, could never recreate how many how, the amount of fireworks that were set off that day. It was unbelievable. I um, I will disclaimer for fireworks. I get emotional during the Fourth of July for fireworks. Tear often leaves my eye. I'll just say that right now. Best fireworks I've ever seen. I was in D.C. for the Fourth of July. That was really good. But number one, Epcot in Disney for the Fourth of July. Yeah, D- Disney. There is a video. There's a couple videos. Night. There's a couple of videos on my uh, like way back on my Instagram of Fourth of July fireworks in Disney. You want to see them setting off serious tonnage? Look at those up. Um, my number three is going to be boating. Now this is a kind of a newer Fourth of July tradition for me over the past four or so years. Uh, shout out Trevor. Shout out Granny Gazoo. Shout out the Lake House. We've been doing our Fourth of July celebrations down there. Trevor gets the boat out. Um, hot day on the Fourth of July. You know, you're boozing on the boat. You got the tube going, the water ski. Um, you're blasting some good American tunes. You got the flag. You hold it up off the boat and just just let it wave in the wind. Nothing, more, Not a more beautiful sight in this land. Um, yeah, it's just a fun time. A lot of different opportunities present itself with the boat. You can just go out and chill in the lake. You can get the water sports going. Uh, you can just go swimming off it. Um, you can bring the drinks on board, you know. It's just a fun time. It's a 4th of July tradition for our friend group now, and uh, I look forward to it every year. Boating's my number three. Tucker? My number three is also boating for all the reasons Trey just said. It just feels great on the 4th of July. It just hits different. I'm not sure what it is. I don't get to go on a boat very often, so it's awesome. Cameron? Number three, I got fireworks. Um, When you think of fireworks, you don't think of something that happens every day. Uh, I think 4th of July is probably the most prominent. Then like New Year's Eve, Disney, I guess. Um, And then I guess like sporting events when somebody wins. But 4th of July is just very known for the fireworks, especially like I said, um, growing up just at Tanglewood, having the fireworks show after the 4th of July concert. And it was all, you know, oh, it's pretty cool. Oh, that's a nice firework. And then the grand finale comes on and it's just... It's always a great time. I feel like I'm there. Uh, um, so, yeah, that, that's my number three. Um, Dylan. 
Um, number three, I'm going to go with, uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Barbecue. I think that was Trey and Tucker's five. I'm going to go with it because there's something about the 4th of July barbecue that, I mean, it's the same food as every other barbecue. It's the same Bubba Burgers that takes six minutes to cook. It's the same hot dogs that you just char on a grill. It's the same Lay's potato chips that you've had since you were six years old. But something about eating that food on those, like, red, white, or blue plastic plates with a plastic fork where you got macaroni salad or maybe some baked beans, even though I hate baked beans. You eat them anyway. Something about it, and maybe a little chocolate chip cookie, on 4th of July, it's like a 100 billion times better. I don't know if it's just the hot, the nice weather or just the amount of people around, but I don't know. It's just that much better than any other barbecue that you have year-round. Uh, that's why I'm putting it at three, because uh, it's just better. Uh, all right, my number two is going to be drinking um, along the line with Tucker, specifically drinking games. Now, you know, drinking on the 4th of July, it's an American rights, American tradition. We've been drinking since this country uh, was born. Um, it's a vital part. I said to Ben the other day, I like to see how quickly the United States was shut down if all the alcohol vanished off the face of the earth because we were walking through Boston streets on Tuesday and all the bars were packed. Um, drinking, I mean, nothing better than getting drunk. Just makes you more emotional. Just makes you more thankful to be an American. Drinking games, there's a different air to them. It's like you're fighting for your country out there. You're trying to do your country proud. Oftentimes, I remember a couple of years ago, we had a baseball game going, uh, of, of beer baseball. And uh, before we put on the national anthem, we all stood up, put our hands over our hearts, got ready for the game, listened to the national anthem. Uh, some people were like, this is lame. And I was like, shut up. We're doing the national anthem. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, nothing better than drinking on the 4th of July. Um, it is American. It is patriotic. And uh, it's something that everyone should be doing. So uh, drinking's my number two. Tucker? Uh, so my number two is games, which I separated from drinking because when you were younger, they were different games. You know, you had your cornhole and all that stuff. So I wanted to separate the two because I didn't see drinking like games as just a drinking thing. Now that we're at 21, drinking games are one of the most fun things in the world to do. But back then, it was off. I mean, yeah, you know, you always had something to do. And you still always do have something to do. It's just different now. Uh, Cameron. Number two, I got American Music. That was our list, guys, last year during this. Tucker had a little bit of a uh, stink about it earlier in the podcast, about how we never actually listened to it other than Fourth of July. And that's my point, actually, for why it's up here so high, is I don't listen to these kind of songs other than the Fourth of July. So songs like God Bless the USA or... Uh, Toby Keith's um, American Soldier or etc. All these songs I listen to maybe once or twice outside of the 4th of July but like 5, 6, 7, 8 times on the 4th of July 
uh, and it gets you in a different mood. It just gets you hyped up. It really does make you proud to be an American. Um, Fourth of July, I, I wake up no matter what I'm doing. Wake up early, 6 a.m. I remember one time I was uh, in Indianapolis for the Indy 500 and had a rough night the night before, but I woke up at 6 a.m. and I was like, you know what? I'm proud to be an American. Had the music blasting and it's just a different vibe. So that's my number two. Dale. Uh, number two for me, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with concert. You know why? Because you got Trey was hating on James Taylor. Maybe that was Tucker. When? It was Tucker. Sorry. Um, but I, there's something about in our neck of the woods going to a James Taylor concert on the Fourth of July, hanging out, having a picnic. Maybe it's the picnic atmosphere that, that really gets me going. Uh, you know, you bring in your sandwiches. You're picnic number your... two, do it. What's up? Do picnic number two. P- picnic slash concert number two. <laughs> uh, you, know, you bring in your, like I said, bring in your sandwiches. Get, you got your chips, you got your cookies, you got your uh, family, you got your nice little blanket and your chairs. You just go out, hang out with a shit ton of people out in the field listen to some live music um there's something about that atmosphere that is uh very much fourth of july and it's probably because we just always did it on fourth of july but i'm going again this year and i'm proud of it um taking linnea and we're gonna have a good time so will this be linnea's first james taylor fourth of july concert it will be her first Tanglewood Whoa, concert. Her a special first one. Fourth of July concert. Her first James Taylor concert. That's a big day. She didn't know who James Taylor was. She had to Google him. Are you going Monday or Sunday? We're going Fourth of July. Good, good, nice. Um, all right, my number one. I don't know if you guys are gonna love this or hate this, but it is patriotism. That's my biggest activity on the Fourth of July. Now we spend the entire rest of the year. This is, this is what I see the 4th of July as. We spend the entire rest of the year arguing about what's best for this country, what's going wrong, what's going right, who our leaders are, what they're doing wrong, blah, 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 bicker, 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 bicker. And it, it gets tough to listen to. Obviously, there's things that everybody disagrees on. People think the country's in a certain place. You know, I, I see people. I saw a F America party today on my stories in uh, Instagram and stuff like that. So clearly people, you know, people get upset and I get it. Um, I truly would not not want to live anywhere else um, in the world. I think that we are afforded more freedoms here than anywhere else. And I think people think like countries like England and Canada have like the same rights. They don't. Um, so to be on the 4th of July, to me, it is a day where you are just unabashedly American, where you celebrate the fact that we are lucky enough to live on the greatest country on earth that is always trying to get better. Yes, sometimes we screw things up, um, but I truly think that there is no better place in this world. I love dressing up in red, white, and blue, as Dylan said. I love waving the flag around. I love just bragging about the fact that I'm American. I love talking about the history of it. You know, how many great people there have been that have lived in this country for uh, going on three, uh, 250 years now. Um, you know, thinking about our, our break from Britain and how big that was and uh, what kind of courage that took. So that's that's my biggest thing is just I'm kind of an a-hole on the 4th of July. You won't catch me 
saying a bad word about this country, no matter the state of it. Um, I just get proud, extremely proud. Like I said, I get emotional during fireworks and stuff like that. Uh, it's just a day to be extremely proud to be an American. So patriotism is going to be my number one. Tucker. This, that's a hard one to follow up, Trey. Well spoken. I'm impressed. But uh, my number one is fireworks. Uh, <laughs> just a family tradition. I love it more than anything else. I feel like it's the perfect way to cap off an incredible day every single time. And I think that's what makes it so cool to me is that it like caps off, you know, it's like, what a great day. And at the end of it, you light off fireworks and have a great time. You know, it, I just feel like it's the right way to end it. Uh, Tucker, the, where's your wedding like, this weekend? What? Where's your wedding this weekend? Where's the wedding? What's the Connecticut laws on fireworks? I don't know. I'll find out. If I can get fireworks, I'll get them. I'm pretty sure they're banned in Connecticut. Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine right, so um, are legal at certain times of the year. Someone go to Vermont grab fireworks for us. Castleton? Yeah, Two and a half hours away. I ain't driving up there. <laughs> Vermont's like right over I've, there. I've done my time. What like? You can, honestly, you can go to like... Um, can't you get them in New York? Can you get them in New York? You might be able to get them in New York at this time of the year, but they sell them at like Target. You gotta go to like a Target and I remember driving over like to in whatever state's legal, and they they always have them. There. I remember going right over the border to New York, and I think they had them on a roadside stand. Yeah, that's kind of how they do them in Vermont too. Sometimes I've seen those. Sorry to interrupt, Tucker. Just just thinking if we if you're, it's your number one, we got to get them. No, I was at I that was the end of it. Cam, number one. Number one. You guys made this three different ones. I just kind of combined it into one. So it's going to be the cookout, barbecue. Um, so you guys mentioned drinking. You guys mentioned games. I just combined it into that one barbecue. Um, you mentioned when you were younger, it was a little bit different. You know, you had the burgers, the dogs, playing cornhole, uh, horseshoes is one of them. And then even even having a couple more sodas than you were allowed to back in the day. And then oh, yeah. nowadays it's it's just soda drunk. To the burgers and dogs are the same, but the games are now. You know, you play horseshoes, you play cornhole. Then you also have the the die, the pong, and then you're you're drinking the adult sodas. So it, it's uh, all combined into one for me. Just because it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it all happens at the same time, I guess you could say. Yeah, you could drink at the concert, you could drink at the beach, on the lake, on the boat. Um, but just in general, the the cookouts, the whole entire atmosphere, that's going to be my number one. Dylan? Uh, number one, mine's going to be drinking with the boys. That's number one. Love hanging out with the dudes. Uh, maybe the dudettes are involved, which is also included. Uh, but just hang out with the friends, whether it's a lake house, whether we find some other place to go, shout out Trevor, or whatever. Um, hanging out, drinking, playing games, going on the boat. I, I'm considering that. I just the whole atmosphere of hanging out with the guys on 4th of July. My family's not big on 4th of July. I mean, they're, I mean, they don't dislike this country by any 
teams, but they're not big party goers. So uh, I always had free range as soon as see, I that's see that's drive. nice though because my parents are, and I always feel so conflicted because they're like, oh, we're doing this, we're doing this, and I'm like, I want to drink with guys, but I want to hang with my family and do other stuff too, you know. So it's kind of a blessing. They're not here this yeah. year, so I'm like free range. So yeah, so that in high school, Trey, I remember specifically going to one of your family's gatherings before we went somewhere else because my parents were just like hanging out at the house like watching baseball or something. So as um, is their right as Americans. So I I enjoyed that, but um hanging out with the guys. That's gotta be number one for me. Alright, that's list guys. Um just remember we're pretty lucky to live here if if you're listening. Um all right. Also, shout out our pictures we take every year. Yep. Um, I think I've decided on a picture. I'll send it to you guys. Um, check out my Instagram. It's going to be fire flames. Um, all right. Movie, Baywatch. Couldn't find it anywhere, Cam. Uh, it was on Hulu, but I had to like buy an extra package. Wasn't going to happen. Um, so I did not watch it. Tucker? Of course I watched it. Great movie. Dylan? Did not watch it. I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I did not watch it. Cameron? Yeah, my my movie. I watched it. Uh, all right, talk score it. Uh, I love Baywatch. I'm a huge Zac Efron fan, a very big Alexandra Daddario fan. So this movie's great. I mean, I didn't really know the plot of like what Baywatch was until uh, I didn't realize they like you know I don't really know if the original Baywatch like solved crimes or stuff like that, but. Uh, that was an aspect of this I didn't really see. I didn't really know what this movie was going to be prior to the first time watching it, of like it being like kind of like a mystery and all that. But cool movie. I just like the cast a lot. I don't think the movie's incredibly done or anything like that. It's just fun with the cast that it is. Uh, Logan but, Paul's in no, it. What? Logan Paul is in it. A young and Logan Paul. Who I am. Don't think he was in it. He is, hundred percent. His scene might have got cut. He wasn't. He wasn't. He, I remember okay, the Vine yeah, days. I he was, I was losing my mind. Set. I do not remember Logan Paul. Uh, but yeah, no, big fan. Uh, Seven point two. It's not a good, like, great movie, but it's wa- very watchable. That's a very low score from you, Tuck. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a high score from anyone else. It's a low score for you. Great movie. Um. Oh yeah, his scene was cut. He was in it. His scene was cut. Um, Cameron, your movie, your score. Dylan didn't watch it? No. No. Hmm. Um, yeah, it was based on a TV show. Not a movie earlier. I don't know if you yeah, knew that. Yeah, Pam Anderson, yeah. David Hasselhoff. Yep. Yeah, they were both made cameos in this one. Um, I, I like this movie. I also didn't know what the premise of the original series was about, but I would imagine it was something similar. Um, I think it was like one of the, like the rock Zac Efron, like definitely those moments that were very, you know, predictable and definitely wasn't like a, a well-created thought out makes you think kind of movie. But if you're just sitting around and want something on in the background and pay attention, there's there's some good points to it. Also, Priyanka Chopra is in it. Shout out Nick Jonas. Um, 
she did a good job. I like this movie as well. I thought seven two was a little high, to be honest with you. I didn't think it was that good. I'm gonna go six six. I mean, Tucker scores high in general, um, but that's a low score for him because he's usually in the eights. Um, all right, that is gonna be a final score of wait for it, six point nine. Nice, uh, Tucker, your movie. Um, yeah, now that you have to watch the movie, I'm going to make it miserable for you, so I'm going to go with Jack and Jill. Wait, hold on, time out. How did this happen? I'm always after... My last movie was Glory, we didn't do. Didn't score it. You're right, Tucker, sorry. What was it? Jack and Jill. Oh my god, Tucker. Why are you always picking the worst movies? You couldn't have done, like, Independence Day, Forrest Gump, like a good American movie. Nope, Jack. Yeah, I think we're going to veto. Which one do nope. we do? The rest nope. of us want to watch? You cannot veto it. The movie is Jack and Jill. You have to watch Jack and Jill or you lose a point. Why? Why <laughs> pick this movie? This is a terrible movie. I'm not going to watch it, but have fun. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Dylan and I have to watch it. Um, yeah. Actually, I can afford to lose some points. So, we'll see. Um, all right. That is Wasted Takes episode AC 130 above. Um, check us out on our socials. Keep voting me up on those polls. I appreciate y'all. I really do. Keep expanding that lead for me. Um, have a great 4th of July weekend. Be safe. Uh, thanks for getting wasted with us, and we will see you next week. Bye. See ya.